0: Welcome to Parenting Invites. This is Rebecca of Kids News. I'm here today with Amy Ozkan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hello. And Andrea Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire. Hello. Hello. Um, we are all in our respective home studios because it's negative 50 outside (laughs) and no one wants to go outside. Um, And honestly, here in New York, schools were open. Um, Some, you know, suburbs and those areas had delays, but very few schools were closed, which was shocking given how cold it is. And I know in the Midwest, everything is canceled, including mail delivery.
1: That's crazy.
0: Crazy. So we thought we would do a podcast all about What do you do when you are stuck at home with your kids on a day when they really can't even go outside? It's not even like a fun snow day where you're gonna go sledding or anything like that, which is such a bummer. Um, It's just freezing, freezing cold. And you don't want everyone to kill each other. and You don't (laughs) want to kill your children. (laughs) What do you do? So we actually asked our Facebook community um, and had some really great responses. And we have some ideas as well, some a little more cynical than others. (laughs) But we're going to jump right in and talk about some ideas, what to do with your kids at various ages um, and how to survive this, you know, hibernation day. So Amy, I was going to start with you because you put the call out on Facebook and it was answered in a very big way um, with people with very creative ideas, more creative than I ever had when I was (laughs) stuck at home with my children. So why don't we start with you?
1: That's the crazy thing. Like when I was researching this and looking at all these blog posts... I never did this stuff with my kids when they were little, like now I'm so excited, and I want to do all of this stuff. And my kids are teenagers, you know, they would just be on devices. So like my I I don't know, I guess I'll tuck these away for when I have grandkids, and I can be fun grandma. Isn't that when you do these things when you have grandkids? Isn't that like the more realistic? Like when you see
0: parents who do these things, you're like, really? But grandparents, you're like, no, that's what they're supposed to do. I know, like, what... <laughs> that's,
2: that's because they have patience and they have time. Yeah. When you're yeah. a parent and you've got your kids home, you're like trying to work or trying to get things done thinking, what are you doing home in my way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When my kids were
1: little, I was just too tired to do this stuff and I didn't want to clean up the mess. So... All right, but these I've got some really cool ones and I've actually divided them into stuff that is done partially outside. It's not like you're leaving for two hours to go sledding. It's like you can just like run out in the backyard and do this thing and then come back inside and then some other stuff that's totally indoors. So the outdoors are partially outdoor stuff. Um, Have you ever made snow cream? No, I don't even know what that is. It's like ice cream made out of snow. So you have to have access to clean snow, <laughs> first of all, Um, no, no yellow snow. Um, so if you have a place like in my backyard, we can take it off of like the top of a table or something. Um I've got two different recipes for snow cream that use different ingredients depending on what you have at home so one is from one hungry mama and that one uses heavy cream and a few other ingredients and one is from a site called little bins little hands and that one the main ingredient is sweetened condensed milk so hopefully you have uh, the ingredients for one of those in your house because i want to try this those sound really tasty um the next is also food and this is one where you're just gonna go outside for a little while and it's how to make maple snow candy which looks really fun wow yeah i want to try that one too um,
0: i well, need good snow you need, you need good fresh snow, snow. <laughs> yeah
1: you do not um, icy
2: although if it's a slushy thing it could be icy and snow. not yellow yeah
1: you definitely if you paint it definitely need a clean supply of snow that's important um the And, oh, the maple snow candy was from Little Bin's Little Hands also. Um, then there's this really cool trick that was inspired by Mythbusters on Steam-Powered Family. And we're going to have all the links to all of this on our website. Um, but Steam-Powered Family has this thing about how to crush a bottle with your mind. And it's like a, a way for your kid to, you know, show off his fake mental powers and make a, a bottle just kind of implode on itself in the cold. Then on Momtastic, there's um, instructions on how to make ice lanterns, which are really cool. Like you make these like, like ice globe holders for tea candles, and then you put those outside and watch them burn. Little Bins for Little Hands also has instructions on how to make a snow volcano, which is really neat. It's like that thing that you used to do for your science experiment, except it's outside and you're getting the the snow all colored and covered. It's really, really cool looking. Popular Science has really good instructions for how to make those frozen bubbles that everybody is putting on Instagram. Oh,
0: that's cool.
1: I really want to do that. It's supposedly, it's a lot harder than it looks. Like, it takes a lot of practice to to make one of those perfect ones and and videotape it freezing. But these instructions are from one of the guys who puts these videos and pictures all over Instagram. So he knows what he's doing. So he's got, like, the right recipe for the bubbles. And a site called Simple Fun for Kids This one is so obvious. I can't believe I never did this with my kids in our backyard when it was snowing. You basically fill spray bottles with colored water and spray paint in the snow.
2: Whoa. I mean, how genius is that? We did that. When I lived in Brooklyn, we did that. You're so smart. <laughs> because otherwise all the snow was yellow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we did. We had a little, like, in a brownstone in Brooklyn, we had that, you know, area in the front, and it was all right. kind of clean until the cars dro- drove by, and yeah. we would just spray paint
1: it. That's, that's so smart. It's like playing with chalk, but in the winter. And, you know, when it melts, then it all goes away. So those are the outdoor ones or partially outdoor ones. And then I have some for um, if you're just stuck inside and it's just too cold to go out and do anything. So the first one is from a site called Lemon Lime Adventures, and it's how to make a DIY thermometer, which I thought was really cool. And you can, like, put it in different parts of your house and put it near windows and in warm places and, and see how the the level of, of the water changes. A site called Gift of Curiosity shows you how to make a cloud in a jar using hairspray as the main ingredient which looks really cool like the hairspray kind of acts in the jar like dust and debris acts in the atmosphere so that you're you're really kind of recreating how a cloud forms cool paging fun moms i'm sorry paging fun mums this might be a british site i don't know Mm. um they have a recipe for making erupting snow with shaving cream so it looks like snow but it keeps like it's kind of like the volcano thing but not exactly and it's it's an indoor thing so it's not as messy
2: that sounds cool yeah i want to do that one
1: and a site called Babble Dabble Doo has instructions for how to make crystal sun catchers with Epsom salt. And this is really cool because kind of like today, it's freezing cold out, but the sun is just streaming through my windows. You get those bitterly cold days when it's super sunny. So this is a neat way to make a little sun catcher that you can hang in the window. Then Play Learn Grow has instructions on how to make a snowstorm in a jar, which looks just amazingly cool it's like like shimmery and you're using those effervescent tablets so it's moving around it looks really neat I think I might actually do this one today um because I think <laughs> by I, yourself <laughs> by myself, yeah because it looks so cool and I have all the stuff um so if I do I'll, I'll put a picture of it on our website um and then last I have three different sites that have different recipes for making fake snow Uh, one site is called make life lovely the other one is the best ideas for kids and the other one is little bins little hands so depending on what kind of things you have in your house hopefully one of these recipes you'll have all the stuff to make fake snow and then you can just play with it inside the house and you know depending on how old your kids are Like, if they're little, you can, like, hide stuff in the snow and have them find it and play games. And then if they're older, they can actually, like, mold it into cool things. That's cool.
0: I mean, I like things that don't always involve you on these days Mm -hmm. because you really, you know, like, doing one activity with your kids is fun, but having to be a camp counselor all day can really be a drag.
1: Well, I think depending on the age of the kids, a lot of the stuff they could just do on their own. Like they might need a little help finding some of the ingredients. Um, like there were, there was other stuff that I found that I did not include. I did not feel like I could include it in good conscience, like um, how to set ice on fire. <laughs> you know, that one uses rubbing alcohol. And I was like, I don't want to be responsible. So you can Google, Google that one on your own. Um, but these all seem like pretty safe... Um, not super easy, but easy enough that your kids can probably do it near you,
2: right? It's that kind of sense. like my mom always put us, like, in front of the Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> <laughs> and 17 hours later, you had a brownie. Right, exactly. So I feel like maybe now, today, you know, you could bake cookies and then maybe later on go decorate the cookies. Mm-hmm. We, we need a you know, to talk about... I bet, I wonder if she does that with her kids on snow days, the the person who decorates cookies. That's an excellent question. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think she probably does, would be my guess. I mean, that's always my tip is like, you know, everyone goes crazy at the grocery store when they know these days are coming. But I say just like stock up on sugar cookie dough (laughs) in your freezer for days like this, or just have that stuff ready because, you know, these are the perfect days to to bake and cook. Yeah.
1: And if you're trying to work and you don't have time, just stock up on Eleni's decorating kits. Right. (laughs) That's right.
2: That's right. You can see our, we should link back to that podcast and stock up on some decorating supplies. Definitely.
0: I know. You know, there are days like, I feel like days like today also are these freezing cold days. You know, if you're stuck at home, these are days to try recipes that take two and a half hours you know to Mm -hmm. cook and those things you look at and you're like oh my god um you know it's like the perfect day to try like stews and you know all those things and have your kids help because a lot of that stuff there's a lot of chopping that's involved Mm -hmm. in the prep you know you have like celery and onions and carrots and maybe it's beef or chicken or whatever it is um, but it's such a good day to have something sitting, not use your Instant Pot, like have a Dutch oven on the stove with something that smells really good, sort of simmering all day.
1: I think that today is an excellent day for me to clean my oven. Like just have it on as high as possible for four hours because that heats up the whole kitchen. Wow, yeah, that's honestly. a great
2: idea. I keep putting that off because it makes it so hot. There you go. Today's the day. Huh. I'm always scared about that. Like, I'm always scared there's something wrong with keeping your oven at 500 degrees for four hours. I think it goes hotter than
1: that because (laughs) this is totally off on a tangent. But there are instructions online for how to hack your oven so that it will go up to the oven cleaning temperature so that you can make pizza. Without the fume. Yeah, like the real way, like, you know, because you're it probably gets up to like, what, 800 1000 degrees when it's cleaning. So you can like hack your oven so that you can unlock it while it's doing that. And, you know, make a pizza in two minutes. I've never been brave enough to try it, try it. But I don't know, someday. I know, I feel like the blast from the
0: oven when you opened it to put something (laughs) in or out would be so awful. Eyebrows singed. Yeah. Because even if you have a broiler on and it's like at 500 or 550, like it gets, you know, it's hot when you open it.
2: Right, like you're hit with that wall of heat. Yes. Yeah, I can't imagine if it were that hot. Today might be nice to do that. I mean, look,
1: I'm saying that I would love to try this. The odds of me actually messing <laughs> with my oven that way are not high, but but it is a great day to make homemade pizza. Yeah. If
0: you're home with your kids, it's another really fun thing especially for lunch, like having a you know, a couple you can go to your local pizza place and pick up dough at any time or Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, any you know, a lot of these stores just sell the ball of pizza dough. It's a good thing to also on, have on hand rather than everyone who's just like, I need bread. I need milk. I need eggs. Like when you're doing that crazy pre pre-storm grocery shop, like think of the fun things you can add in that actually could give you an activity also.
1: Right. Instead of the wet bread that everyone's apparently making. Right. <laughs> Does everyone just make French toast? Like that's the only thing I could I can think of. Like what do you guys stock up on when it's going to be like this? Like I always have my house so stocked with food. I don't do anything. Toilet paper.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's all I care about is toilet paper. Yeah, it's like (laughs) milk and toilet paper.
0: I have to say, I'm, you know, just living in Manhattan, I'm just spoiled because everyone will deliver whenever. And I just feel like I double the tip, you know, when it's really awful out. Um, But... I do crave cozy food when it's like this. I mean, I made a stew a couple nights ago that was basically like a modified cassoulet um, that was such a big hit and couldn't have been easier, but it was the same kind of thing. Like I was home, it was cold out. I'm like, you know what? I have two hours for that to simmer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so that's what I did. And I was so happy not to be using my Instant Pot. Like I've tired of my Instant Pot for a lot of things, <gasps> I think. Oh, I right know, no. but I have because everything is... Everything texturally comes out very similar in the instant pot, um, and so I've been using my instant pot for the things I really love it for, which is like grains and rice and um, eggs, like those kinds of things. But I've been going away from it from actual like mass cooking.
1: I do um, like I use it a lot, but I do tend to use it for the same things over and over. So yeah, I could totally see that.
0: Yeah, I like think it, my it's... like my family was sick of those recipes too.
2: It's funny you talk about like that, that kind of comfort food. You know, I love to have a pot of something simmering on a day like today. It's like nesting and you mm-hmm. want the whole house to smell good. And, yep. you know, and I haven't been doing that lately. I was thinking about doing a crock pot meal. But last night I had some leftover um, chopped meat that I had browned for a lasagna. And I was thinking, what can I do with this? And I'm telling you guys, in 20 years, I haven't done this. And last night, I made mashed potatoes and made shepherd's pie out of it. Oh, yeah. And the house smelled so good, and I cannot wait to eat it for dinner tonight. Oh, that that sounds wonderful.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I have to say also, I mean, this is so maybe doesn't sound fun, but along those lines, on days like today, and I think with Marie Kondo's tidying up on Netflix – becoming such a hit (laughs) um first of all have your kids watch it but it is a great day to have your kids go through their rooms if they're home um there's no reason why this can't be like a really fun let's throw stuff out let's set up stuff to donate let's do this today because it's sort of an unexpected bonus day that you're home and it's not a weekend where maybe you all have plans Mm -hmm. um They definitely will get suckered in if they just watch a couple episodes (laughs) of tidying up. It's very hypnotic and it really (laughs) makes you want to do it. Like, I can't even explain.
1: You watch it and you're like, oh, my God, I just want to empty out my closet. I still haven't caught, caught the bug. I should watch it and, like, tell people what it's like to watch it as a hoarder.
0: Yeah, no, it makes you feel bad.
1: Um, (laughs) I think
0: you just realized, that. oh my God, is that me? Actually, you'll you'll feel better. Because I think no matter what, when you watch these people, you feel like, I'm not that bad. Like, there's just no way you yeah one of them in particular was was more like my husband said this isn't this can't be called tidying up like they're mass hoarders like that's insane what's going on
1: that's the thing like I watched a couple episodes of that show hoarders when it was first on and it just made me feel good because those people were such disasters that I was like oh I don't have crusty poopy diapers you know stuck to the side of my couch I'm fine no that's like that's like
0: mental illness yeah no that that's like a whole other thing um but it is its is really, uh, I don't know, there's something about having this day that's like bonus day all of a sudden, where if you, if you don't have to do a ton of work or just make your kids do it, just make them do their stupid room, um, you don't <laughs> have to do it. It's like a really good day to do that.
1: And then reward them with snow cream.
0: Yes, or bake or whatever it is. I mean, look, Amy, you came out, you had all these great ideas, but truly when I would be stuck in the house and my kids were little, not super little, but like... Six, seven, eight. They were on the computer all day. Yeah, Like, I am not ashamed to admit it. They were playing Webkins or Club Penguin. And they, you know, I had twins, so they had a play date. <laughs> like, I didn't have to worry about that. And I didn't really care. I had tons of work to do and other things to do. And they just sat there all day and they were happy and I was happy and I don't see anything wrong with it.
1: Mine did too. And I honestly didn't care. But when they they were stuck inside all day, when they were, now not so much, but when they were younger, there would come a point in the day when they would just start being monsters. Yeah. Like I had to get them off the electronics and have them do something because their behavior just took a turn, you know, after however many hours. So this, these are like good things to do on a break. Yes, I think so too. I'm also a
0: huge fan of the good old fashioned pillow and blanket fort, Mm -hmm. I think give up your living room, (laughs) get blankets, get pillows, get chairs, like let them rearrange the furniture, let them make a fort, let them do all that stuff. I think my biggest regret from when my kids were little, and I think you touched on this, Amy, in the beginning, was that I I hated the thought of what I'd have to clean up. Mm -hmm. And I think if I could do one thing over big time when they were from when they were little it's just to not care (laughs) to truly not care about that and just be like give it up to the right give it up to the snow day gods like let it happen you'll it'll get cleaned up and just you know like big picture it that it's just more important that they have fun and
2: live in the moment and enjoy it yeah
1: we're all gonna get it right with our grandkids. <laughs> That's right. That's how we get it right. But I do. I feel bad. I'm like, why was I so uptight about
0: that? Like, why did I care? Why did that get on my nerves? Why, you know? And I, I think it's so hard when you're in that parenting moment, and especially when these days hit you um, that you that are unexpected. That all of a sudden your kids are home. It just creates a tension um, that that you really just don't need. These days are so fleeting and just see them for what they are. It's like just an unexpected break. And obviously that's having the luxury of like maybe being able to stay home with your kid that day and not having to scramble for childcare and which is a whole other battle. Um, So it's just, if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you can then, you or your partner can take a day where you can spend that day at home with your kids unexpectedly, like just try to... Try to see it for what it is.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, good advice. And in and in the interim we will keep this for when we're all grandparents and need something fun to do. (laughs) (laughs) When we're babysitting grandchildren. Yep.
0: Yeah, and they're crazy. And we're like, have an eighteenth cookie. Get back (laughs) play Fortnite or whatever it'll be at that point. Sure, sixteen hours of Fortnite. Fabulous. (laughs) All good. All right, well, with that, I don't know, anything else? Anyone, Any other crazy tips that we'll
1: have a million links to for everyone's next you know, emergency snow or cold day? No, if that wasn't enough for anybody, I, I don't know how long you've been home with your kids, but that's, that's all I could find. <laughs> all right,
0: well, with that, believe it or not, we're gonna have bites of the week after this. We're gonna have more suggestions, maybe not snow day suggestions, I don't know, but we'll be right back with our bites of the week.
1: Okay, we are back. Bites of the week. Amy, what you got? Okay, so I thought that this was a cute little tie-in to our activities with kids theme for this show because this is a grown-up in Minnesota who has really found a way to get a lot of fun out of these frigid temperatures. And Minnesota temperatures, like, they make what's going on in New York, like, right now look really warm. Um, So... There's this guy named Tom Grotting and he's famous in his Minneapolis neighborhood because when it gets this cold, he freezes pants and places them around everywhere around his house, around businesses. (laughs) So it's like it, it like, like he, he wets them and freezes them and kind of sculpts them into poses as they freeze. So like, you know, I'll I'll post a link to a bunch of his pictures like you'll just see frozen pants walking down the sidewalk or, you know, sometimes he'll put shirts on them so it looks like a whole person. So he makes these like frozen clothing sculptures that I just find hilarious.
2: That's bizarre.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. That's that I would love to see. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll post the pictures. I just it reminded me of that my favorite story from an album I had when I was a kid, the pale green pants with nobody inside. I need him to do this with some pale green pants. Okay. Do you guys That's not right. know that story? No, <gasps> it was a Dr. Seuss story. Oh my God, I've got to find it. Um, it's like one side of the album was like the Sneeches and a bunch of oh, other yeah. ones that I it, loved the Sneeches. Nobody knows about the Sneeches. Oh, those the my, starbelly Starbellied Sneeches. <laughs> yeah. And so one side of the album was shorter stories that that everybody knows or a lot of people know and then the other side of the album was just the pale green pants with nobody inside and it was the spookiest oh best i story. do remember that <gasps> do you I
0: picture it in my head now the pants yes. just walking on their own and they were like cuffed right they were like a little baggy I, yeah i light think so green pants i yes. haven't heard it since with i was clunky like shoes
1: yes i need to find it on ebay
0: i had the book i didn't have the album i had this the book that was two sides the star belly and then the pants nice yeah. Nobody else has that star bill. No one knows what I'm talking about when I talk
1: about the speeches. That's snitches. the best story, and it's really relevant right now. It's super relevant. I'm going to try to find a link to something for our for okay. our listeners regarding both of those stories because they're awesome.
2: <laughs> awesome. All right, Andrea, what do you have? Okay. So uh, I don't know if I told you. Last week I went to a preview of the International Housewares Show. Yeah. Um, and saw some cool stuff. And I hope I didn't mention this, but I've been trying out two types of reusable straws. Ooh. Hmm. And it's funny because I went to lunch with a girlfriend the other day and she said, Did you notice I didn't use my plastic straw? Isn't that great? And I thought, Well, yes, except they just throw it away anyway because it's already been to the table. So I'm really a big fan of companies that are coming out with these straws. So there's two of them. One of them is a company um, called Brilli Baby, and we'll have a link to it. But um this woman who makes kind of like fun baby products, um made these really cool straws called hot sips. Um, they're made of silicon. They're bPA free. They're you know, dishwasher safe, microwave safe. Um, And they're not round. They come in kind of an oval opening. And she says that it's so that when you sip them, you're not pursing your lips as much to save you (laughs) from getting all those wrinkles later on in life.
0: Oh, my God. So I don't know.
2: We'll have to test that. But each of them um, comes in two colors. They come in a packet of four. They're for hot and cold beverages and dishwasher safe. And I think we'll have to I think they're like ten dollars for a packet of four but then for kids there was also a reusable straw that i really liked it's from a company called a sobu and they're stainless steel so they're recyclable stainless steel straws they're about half the height because they're made for kids they come with a little bottle cleaner to clean them no, and good. they come in a silicone Holder, So of course I have a purple one that I'm playing with Um, (laughs) and you can put up to four of them in the holder plus the little cleaner and it has a little tab around it. So you can, um, attach it to the outside of a stroller, attach it to the car seat or something. So you don't lose them. And they're like, you know, they're cheap. They donate some profit to, um, where did they donate to? They donate to, um, efforts in assisting in cleaning up oceans and saving sea life, which I think is a kind of cool um, premise. So we're going to post a link to these. I like them. I'm going to start trying to carry a reusable straw with me and ask the server to take the straw back when they deliver them. I'm
1: still stuck on the wrinkles part. Like how often would you have to have a straw in your mouth to
2: make thing. wrinkles? I know. <laughs> I guess if you're starting from childhood, maybe, but um, you I know, never just drink something- with
0: a straw. I can't even remember the last time I drank using a straw.
1: If I get pop when I'm out, then always a straw because it has ice in it. I can't drink something with ice without a straw because inevitably it all falls on my face. So yes, you know, what? That's I
0: think true. I don't like cold drink. Like I don't, I I'm a hot drink drinker, so I'm sure I'm ruining the world with the plastic lids that are on things. Um, but. I I don't love cold drinks. Like, I don't ever buy, like, an icy cold something. Oh. Um, so now that I'm thinking about it, like, that's, that is weird. <laughs> I rarely use weird. a straw. I, I
2: don't use a straw at home um, unless it's something that has a lid on it. But I definitely use a straw when I'm out. Like, if I get an iced tea in a restaurant or something. Again, I don't like the the, the ice up against my, my right. lips. Um, so I do use a straw. And I feel like... No, maybe if more people brought it, you know, thought to bring a straw with them and decline the way people aren't always serving tap water at the table anymore. You have to ask for it. So maybe it should be straws upon request. Mm.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, most, I mean, San Francisco's banned them entirely. So, you know, they have to switch to paper. I think that's what's happening is a lot of places are just banning plastic straws altogether.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's So good. they're going to
0: have to come up with solutions. I know I read a whole article about how these bubble tea shops are just freaking out because you have to have a, a very, you know, wide straw for bubble tea. Um, and there's very specialty. And so all these bubble tea straw makers are trying to come up with, pl- with paper versions, but they don't work as well. Cause you have to really, you puncture the top of your bubble tea with the straw mm. and the paper doesn't, it's hard to get a paper hard enough to do that. Oh, weird. I know straw dilemmas. <laughs>
1: <They> gotta gotta <laughs> think of the bubble tea people. <laughs>
0: Um. What you do you <laughs> do?
2: And save your lips. And actually, the other oh reason for that shape is to keep. You know, sometimes you drink something and it stains your teeth because it's going right on your teeth. Right. So I think the object of the shape is to be able to to put it into your mouth. You know, and have it go behind your teeth mm. when you drink. That makes more sense.
1: I did use more straws when I had my Invisalign. So. Oh right,
0: that's that one sense. use. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we will look out for those. I want to know how they feel. Like I feel like stainless steel would get really cold. I don't know if I'd like that. Um, I'd have to see. All right. My bite is a literal bite. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the hashtag that's been insane of the stew. No. (laughs) But the stew has taken over every food Instagram, everyone, everyone, everyone's making the hashtag the stew. It is a recipe from the New York Times by Allison Roman, it's spiced chickpea stew with coconut and uh, turmeric. Oh, yum! And it has no joke. It has. T- if you if you Google hashtag the stew, <laughs> you will see thousands of posts of everyone is making this stew. I think it was just this combination of like it looks so homey. It's good for you because it's chickpeas and it's vegetarian. And but and then there's this great article that's actually better than the stew which is called, is the stew actually that good in Slate? It is hilarious because one of the points of the article is that you will see when you read the comment section of the recipe, nobody's making the stew as written. (laughs) Like nobody. And when you look online at this hashtag, nobody's... So everyone's like, oh, you add twice the curry and add some garam masala and add some... Like everyone is... So he's like, what is the stew? And basically she just... Alison Roman touched upon what is essentially this base for creating this warm, homey, like deliciously spiced stew that then you can riff on just indefinitely. Um, So it has taken over every food thing. Um, I mean, it's like every food site has written about it. It's wild and it's super basic. It's literally like onions, garlic, turmeric ginger chickpeas and coconut milk <laughs> like honestly and then you'd like throw in whatever greens you want you'd throw. i mean mm. it couldn't be more simple it's a perfect thing for a cold day um but you have to check it out you have to check out the recipe and then the slate article that's really funny about it and really is kind of about what happens with a lot of these recipes that go viral like no one's really sure why but it's amazing how when they go viral it's usually because everyone is making some sort of version of it right and so they're saying like i improved it like this like it's just and it looks beautiful like it's bright yellow and green with the crispy chickpeas like it photographs beautifully so that's also of course part of it
1: no i'm, I'm scrolling through the hashtag right now on twitter and all of these look amazing <laughs> right? perfect for a day like today
0: yes um, oh i think
1: i have everything except maybe the coconut milk but I have fresh direct coming tomorrow. So there you
0: go. Add in coconut milk.
1: Mm.
0: Um, so, yeah, so it is, I, I, I haven't even made it yet, but I'm like, I have to recommend it. Um, and if you know Allison Roman at all, you know, she was the recipe developer for what was, I think it was last year or two years ago, the cookie mm. when the cookie took over and it was the chocolate chip, shortbread cookie mm-hmm. with the sea salt. She's also the author of the cookie. So she has a knack for creating viral recipes um which is hilarious but you guys are making me it. so hungry I know I'm thinking that right now I'm like I kind of want to make this right now and you know no, <laughs> I
2: want
1: to make that cookie right now <laughs> that's what I want I'm guessing that this stew would probably be good in the instant pot
0: I bet it would be the only thing is um I think a key to it are the crispy chickpeas. So you do those, you have to do those separate on a baking sheet.
1: Oh yeah, always. So
0: they stay, yeah, so and they stay.
1: I bake a lot of chickpeas. So anybody who's going to make anything with crispy chickpeas, the key is to dry them out so much before you put yeah. them in the oven. Like I, If I'm making them for dinner, I will rinse them in the morning and just leave them on the counter all day on a towel.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: They say that too, like wrap them in a, you know
0: layers of paper towel or dish you know clean dish towel or whatever it is yeah. like thoroughly
1: dry them yeah it makes a huge difference
0: yep all right well that is our show for today we hope you got some tips and tricks for surviving unplanned days at home with your children <laughs> <laughs> um you can find us on facebook.com parenting bites or at parentingbites.com. we will have links to everything we talked about today which oh boy it was a lot of things yeah and you can find us wherever you find
1: podcasts on Apple podcast app or Stitcher or Spotify, I guess everywhere, right? I, I don't know. We've come off of some and gone on to others, but everybody's listening on iTunes anyway. iTunes and Google.
0: Yeah. So just search for us on iTunes if you need to, if you don't link to us from, directly from our website, which is the easiest way to do it. And rate, review, subscribe, share. And we'd love to hear from you guys. You can always leave us messages at our Facebook page. And suggestions, show ideas, problems you're having, let us know. Until next week,
2: happy painting! Bye.